you to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. Joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can follow us on Twitter at Horizon RT. You can follow us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, the picture is becoming, well, you know what? It's, you know, the middle is just a pile of crap. Sorry. Hey, go figure. Uh, the picture <laughs> Buddy as can be because it's the Horizon League and no one ever separates themselves. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's the, the, the middle of the pack is as murky as it's ever been. I will say this clearly, um, at least for this weekend, uh, the, the, Milwa- the Milwaukee meltdown, I thought for sure was going to start happening. Surprisingly did not. Unfortunately, it was at the expense of my team. <laughs> I mean, good for the league, though. I really, it really is. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like the perfect storm of, you know, Milwaukee being able to hit their free throws and Cleveland State not being able to hit their free throws with the extra added bonus of uh, Tijon Lucas and DeAndre Golston not be able, being able to miss. That was fun. So, I mean, we, we can definitely start with Cleveland State. My, my issue with Cleveland State, I've said it before and I, I have to say it again, is they're winning and that's on Coach Gates because he's doing a hell of a job. But they yep. just don't pass the eye test. I still don't believe that they're as good as their record says. And, and, and that's probably like this that make you wonder. Like <laughs> I, I, I am not. I I cannot. I absolutely cannot. I I'll be honest with you. I mean that is true. I cannot. I cannot argue that. I'd be an idiot if I argued that. And and I sound stupid telling a ten and two conference or the team with a ten and two record in conference that I don't believe they're as good as they are because obviously they are. But but I, when I watch them, I just I I struggle to believe that that they're that good. Yeah. I mean they're that well coached. And again, that's there's something to be said for that. And I, I give so much credit to Gates, and he seems to just have his players bought in and pushing the right buttons at the right time. But the talent level just doesn't seem to be top of the horizon level, but but well, here the are. other the other problem too is that the the big thing honestly the big thing on Saturday night was was the mental errors and we've seen smatterings of that throughout the course of the season. You saw with you, you saw it early on with uh, when they played when they played Purdue Fort Wayne, they almost gave up a what was it a thirty something point lead. Yeah, same team. So you 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 dreaded that they would be capable of doing this, and they succeeded in doing that. Now, um, and, and it doesn't help that you know the fan, the Cleveland State fan base, which basically invented navel gazing, is probably losing their crap right now. <laughs> although you know, although you know, they might have seeded that they might have seeded the that. If if Milwaukee had lost, they might have ceded that title to Milwaukee fans because, you know, that's that's a group that's not very happy who's been inherently miserable for like I don't know ever. <laughs> it just I mean Cleveland State just seems like they play up or down to their competition and they haven't decided who they want to be or maybe that's just who they are. But you know that they they that, play such good teams and they play well and then they play not so great teams and they they just. They're like, oh, we're gonna play poorly today. Let's let's have a play a poorly kind of game. You know, who are you, Cleveland State, and and can you decide? Like, stop playing your competition at some point. That would be very useful, and yeah, that would be very nice. I, I, and I mean, is it because and they couldn't box out to save their lives, which is you know part and parcel to. It was, they were, they were, it seemed like every time I turned around, Milwaukee was grabbing boards, which is weird because Cleveland State is the bigger team. And yet somehow they were not able to overcome that, which I well, thought was weird. And sometimes that's a product of whatever system you're playing. You know, that's the same reason that, you know, we'll talk about it, you know, as an Oakland person, Jalen Moore pulled down double digit rebounds in that first Detroit Mercy game at five foot 10. But it's, yeah, because, he did. it's because of the, the, the uh, defensive system they're running that he's in the right place to grab boards. And that was a problem, you know, it, it's always depending on the system if you, where your bigs are to grab that board. So, yeah. I mean, there, I, I haven't watched enough Cleveland State to say if that's a factor or not, but it, that is sometimes a factor even when you have the bigger team. Are you playing a system that puts your bigs out of, you know, position yeah. to potentially grab that? I mean, that could be the uh, that could be the case. I don't know. I was just kind of like losing it because I'm like, sure. how is this even possible? Like, why, <laughs> why, why, why? <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. It's like like one of Tanya Harding's henchmen hit me in a hit me in the knee with a pipe. Thanks, guys. Um so um I didn't want to start out with all that terrible crap. It was No, that's, we're just going sure. we're going down the we're going down the uh the so, rankings right now. Cleveland well, so State's at the top, so we're talking first. Well, yeah, I, I actually wanted to talk about Wright State because they're number Wright's, two. Let's do it. Wright, Wright State is number two, and it, I don't know why this weekend because they won big in both of their games against IUPUI, and it just—I don't know—it just seemed so. I don't want to say boring, but boring. You know what? <laughs> I mean, they, they just kind of went. Through, they just kind of, you know, did their thing, and it just seemed like a no. And they're like, no big deal. We'll just beat the crap out of IEPY by thirty. No biggie. Not nah, a problem. <laughs> All right. So, a cu- couple things here. First off, it was tough to track that game because of the timing, and that's no one's fault. But like, especially what was it? Was it Friday when Burke or yeah, was yeah, it? Burke. Burke didn't so, even play until the second half, and I didn't even know he wasn't playing. Like the games got moved, you know, one of the games Saturday, yeah. yesterday's game, Saturday's game got moved back two hours. Like it just kind of seemed like an afterthought the entire weekend. Oh yeah, by the way, Wright State's playing IUPUI and just gonna take care of business real quick, like yeah, little business trip, much. you know? Exactly, that's what they did. That's exactly what they did. But um, that's what good teams have to do, and that's and that that's was exactly what they did. Right you know what? And that is exactly what they did. Um, they obviously decided, you know what? We're not gonna pull. We're not gonna do this. We're gonna lose one game, win one game, crap again. So we're just gonna we're just gonna sweep the weekend, and you know. And no one's gonna even notice, and that's fine. You know, you look at the box score, you're like, oh, they that's put up so almost me- forty. But that's the thing that is so messed up that they're like, you know, they're they're the number two team. They're currently the number two team. They're only game out in of the league uh, of the league lead. And we're talking about them like that, which doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to trying to wrap my head around that whole idea of that, and it, I just can't do it. I mean, and, one of the biggest players this weekend for Wright State was Grant Basile. You wouldn't even know it because, again, no one really knew they were even playing. Essentially, you know, I hate to say that because our job is to cover them and we're doing our best, but. I, I forgot about both of their games this weekend. I looked at the box the, and I was just like, oh. I watched the whole game and I thought it was like, oh, well, I watched the whole game and I'm like, nah, I mean, you know, they did what they needed to do. They I mean, when when game. when good teams play bad teams and everything goes how it's supposed to, yeah, it is very ho-hum and Wright State made a very ho-hum weekend of it. And you know what? Okay, cool. Like that's, we know where those two teams settle against each other right now. 30 yeah. points twice. That's consistent. Cool. Wright State, better than IUPUI. Got it. Done deal. Cool. That's exactly what they did. Makes me question what the heck's going to happen to you know IUPUI moving forward, but you know. Man, I we all know IUPUI was my my sleeper. I really I thought that they were going to do were, make some they noise. Were, they, were, they were certainly sleeping in it this weekend. <laughs> well, and like I said, I wonder. You know, like I said, was was it Burke that couldn't play until the second half? Was that the it first? Was game? Marcus, it was Marcus Burke. Yes. Uh, in my head, and it's not fair. Marcus Burke and Jalen Minette are so interchangeable that I I read it and I still forget which one I'm talking about. Like they're the same person. There's just two of them. I don't know why. But um, with Burke, yeah, I mean he didn't even play to the second half because of COVID testing. And then that game got pushed back yesterday. I wonder if there was more testing issues. So maybe there's Wait, an issue I thought that, in there. No, I no that game went off at noon. I thought yesterday's game. got pushed back to two. No, it didn't. Oh. No. What do I know? No, that, that game that, that game was played as scheduled, and there was no issues, and everybody played everybody was played the, as scheduled. Okay, was it the Friday game that got pushed back? It was the Friday game. Okay, I knew. And one I of think them. that I think that's part. I think that's actually part and parcel to what exactly happened with Mark. I think it seemed like that there was a a delay in the testing to begin with, and then it just kind of snowballed from there because there was a delay in testing. Probably it w- there was a obviously a delay in testing that delayed everything till two o'clock, and then there was a further delay with p- specifically Marcus Burke, which is kind of crappy, and then he get, didn't get to play until the second half. Um, but that said, you know everybody played last weekend. Everybody played the next game, and they still lost by twenty eight. So it didn't really change anything. It didn't change. It did, uh, you. They were I two points better. Them, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it just did not work out for them. So you, so you begin to wonder exactly where, you know, 
you know, after after what IUPUI did to Northern Kentucky the weekend before, you have to wonder exactly where are they? Where exactly are they at? Are they the team that we thought that they were in the first place? I mean, or or it was just, or did they just pick a really bad weekend to go? Uh, the really bad weekend to play Wright State, which is also a distinct possibility. Wright State might just be thirty points better than the middle of the Horizon League when they're on. That that is a very good possibility. Um, they're 30 points better than the top of the Horizon League when they're on. <laughs> they haven't proven that, but it's also very possible. I mean, yeah, the, the right state is... If this is who they're going to be, cool. They just have... It's like, the, I mean, and that's... You know, I wrote an entire article locally about it, but, like, that's who that's just the problem is... Yeah, who are you? And can we just, just decide who you're going to be and be consistent? If you're bad, be bad. If you're good, be good. Like, how about some consistency? And it lacks. Well, that's interesting. Well... And you thought you were going to get a lot more consistency out of a right state, considering, I don't know, because they've got all those guys who've been there since the beginning of time. I mean, they were replacing a few pieces, but the, the pieces they replaced have been, you know, Holden's been great. Like, that's oh, a, absolutely. That's a absolutely. non-factor. So, like, why? they just need to be consistent. And this weekend they were. They took care of business against IUPUI twice, 30 points. Like, consistent. That's, if that's who they are, cool. That, yep, there you go. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Now they, and I mean, I, I guess so. Yeah, I get they play Robert Morris next, and Robert Morris has got their own problems. Clearly, um, I think the big test for them is going to be is going to be UIC. Well, I think how, how is UIC this weekend? Let's, I mean, I don't know if you're doing I, it on purpose. We're just go, we're going down the the Horizon League standings, top to bottom. So UIC is in third right now. Let's how how was UIC this weekend? I didn't mean to do that. I was hoping to do uh, well. UIC split with split with Youngstown State, um, yeah. so they they won the first game, lost the second game. They're still without Zion Griffin. They're still definitely without Rayquandis Mitchell. Um, that's Youngstown kinda, was still without Quisenberry. Youngstown was still yes. So, um, and, and you saw a little bit of what we expect. So. This game, you saw a little bit of what we were supposed to get out. We thought we were going to get out of Youngstown State this year, but damn, I. <laughs> they're still four and eight in the conference. <laughs> so, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, and that's more and more. That's kind of who they look to be this year, and that's fine. But then be that. I mean, that's really put- not. Yeah, but that's the problem because they, you know, the, there were so many expectations. There were so many expectations for Young South State this year, and then to do this is just not a good look. Right, it's just not. <laughs> um, I mean, at least with at least with UIC, you got kind of the built-in excuse. You got a new coach, blah 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 blah. But you know, I think there, I think you you see UIC over over exceeding expectations, proving me by the way, proving me wrong, and then you know, Young South State kind of underperforming. Well, and, and, that's, young, and that's kind of an understatement. For Youngstown State to win the second game, we'll talk about the first game in a second because we would be silly to not discuss the ending of that first game. But um, for Youngstown State yeah. to win yesterday, uh, what we really saw was was Bohannon show up in a way that he hasn't, especially scoring in a while. He put up 23, which is, I mean, he's a double-double kind of guy. When actually, oddly enough, he didn't have a double-double yesterday. He only no, he didn't. He, he, but, was one, he was one rebound short, yeah. But, um, you know, for him to put up 23, that's that's a pretty big number for him. And, I mean glance in here um okay so as i'm I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie for anyone who's listening i did not watch this game i was i was occupied so i'm looking at the box score and i don't even know who this dude is that had this big game for youngstown state and oakland just played youngstown state and i was in the uh, building these games. well if you don't know who he is you're actually not alone because it's daniel agoro and he hasn't played very much i mean he 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 hasn't put up that many numbers Right, like that's not, not a name I even remember from watching Oakland YSU, and he probably saw the floor, but it didn't even make like no a dent in my memory. So, so, for him to so one of the things the, bench, that I, the, the one good the one good the one glimpse of good news that 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 Youngstown State has right now is the fact that they're now finding you know some productivity out of guys they weren't getting before. You know, you you have now. Hunter. You are seeing, yeah, you are seeing Hunter. You are seeing Miles Hunter getting more minutes. You are seeing Daniel Agoro doing very well yesterday. Does you know? It, it, and and I alluded to this uh, on Horizon Game Night yesterday. 
where they do have they are now seeing the opportunity to you know kind of expand their bench which it wasn't which it really hasn't been all that much prior mm-hmm. so when you look at it for Youngstown State maybe this is fi- them finally turning the corner I don't it's possible know what, I mean it's possible but at the same time you're also like you know you're also sitting at four and eight in the conference and you know I don't know if that's gonna be you know I I, I don't know if the if it's you're in a situation where you're too far gone well, and then it draws a question. We we really haven't gotten a ton of information, which is a, a downer. But like, if Quisenberry is get gets healthy enough to get in, aren't you just going to throw that whole balance back off? Like, aren't you almost just ready to go without Quisenberry the rest of the season at this point? Maybe that's what they're you know maybe what, that's a whole game plan right now. Maybe they've just decided you know what, no more Quisenberry. That's the end of the ball game. I mean, I don't know what to say. That's I mean, and if that's the case, fine. I mean. It, it, you're probably at a point where, yeah, you probably need to, you know, revisit kind of how your whole entire game plan that was centered around one of the best players in the conference. Now you don't have them anymore, and that kills you, by the way. Sure. Obviously, um, I, I know I keep, you know, I know I keep bringing up the point that one one guy shouldn't be like the major difference maker in a team, but when that guy happens to be Darius Quisenberry, yeah, he kind of is. I mean, he's important. I, I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it just, bear, it's just continually bears out week in and week out for them. The, how much they miss Darius Quisenberry. I mean, I mean, of course you miss Darius Quisenberry. Like that's, that should be a given at that point. It's a great player to, to not have all of a sudden. Yeah. And I think to the extent, yeah, to the extent where they're down near the bottom of the standing, I don't think anybody expected that though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how again we'll see how that bears out. Um, their schedule is much it's pretty favorable. I think they have like six of the last eight game six of their last eight games are home games. I think. Okay. So um, they you know this is gonna this is probably a more favorable. It's gonna be favorable to them because I don't know if you notice they're not all that great on the road. <laughs> A thing that they, an issue that they have had consistently, I might add, which I've never been able to kind of understand, but then again, what do I know? And that's been a big issue for them. That's been a big issue for them in the Jerry Calhoun era, that they have not been able to win on the road, and it's still a problem. And it's probably going to be, and it's probably going to, probably has cost them a lot, especially this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, no, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say, what they would be able to do to fix that either. Cause that's just, you know, not how that goes, I guess. Um, well, in their, fir- yeah. their first road game this weekend ended in a tip in win f- for UIC, which we sh- I f- I'd feel silly to not at least mention UIC oh, in that first game. Yeah, that was great too, by the way. I love that. That was, that was just such an outstanding finish for, for UIC and UIC really needed that too. Um, so it was, so it was good for them to get that, get the W on that one, but I'm just, it's just insane how that whole thing worked out. I'm just like, I don't know. Michael Diggins is one of my favorite players on the horizon. I feel like I say, uh, I, I know he is. It, it, it's just, it's all those intangibles. He just always seems to be that guy you, right you in the middle. See, and you love to see a guy like Michael Diggins kind of, cause he's been, I mean, admittedly, he's probably been struggling this year. I mean, it looks like he has been, I, I feel like he, his role is kind of undefined, you know, like he probably expected to be a, a big piece this year. And then all of a sudden with a coach change and all the incoming players, like, I think, I think yeah. his role's just been kind of fluctuating a lot and he's not sure what, what his role is other than athletic jump through the gym kind of guy, which are, are my favorite players in college basketball. I, oh, I know. I know, you know, I, I'm, I know that they are. Um, but the one thing I think is also encouraging for UIC is they, they're getting more productivity out of Rob Howard too. Mm-hmm. And that's important because, you know, here's a guy they haven't had a whole lot of you. He's who's been kind of out of the lineup for he was out, he was he took a red shirt last year. Um, he's been still kind of easing his way back in. And, you know, he's been finally contributing. So for UIC's end, the big issue they're going to have is, again, when do you get Raekwondus Mitchell back? He's the big key. Um, and then obviously Zion Griffin, because you know you need you definitely need some depth, and he bring, definitely brings that too. So you know when you and it's going to be really important, especially 
down, you know, as we get further and further near the end. And I wanted to actually talk about, before we get into, you know, the 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 demise of the when is the last time um, it's been how many? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know where you know where I'm going with this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna spare you this for the time oh, being. Oh, okay. Um, Finish your other thought first. We'll get to it. But um, I wanted to talk about the kind of why this is all now very important. That uh, you know what why this is all important now all of a sudden. Um, I mean, it's not all of a sudden, but you know it is important. The because we're getting to a point where we need to start talking about tournament format and. This uh, one of the I think and you know, obviously you know I I know Neil Rule listens to the show and if I'm wrong Neil you know zip uh, send us a reply and tell us that we're completely full of it but if I understand if I remember correctly because um, he had mentioned it during the broadcast yesterday that the Horizon League tournament is going to be obviously all twelve teams. And it's going to involve, and as I understand it, the first four teams, the top four teams are going to get a first round bye and a home game. But there's an extra wrinkle to all this, too, that we learned from Greg Campy. Aha. Uh-huh. So, yes. Um, and I, 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 I'll, admittedly, I didn't have an opportunity to listen to his because uh, I was listening to uh, the Dennis Gates show because he had, uh, you know, college basketball legend george raveling on so um sorry i had to <laughs> no but... no so what what greg mentioned on his show was that the horizon league is going to be using a sort of net ranking not the actual net rankings but a, but a system of of rankings to determine the top four it's not just going to be win loss win loss record because it's probably not going to be a fair comparison you know, we're going to have, te- you know, I guess you could do winning percentage, but that's not necessarily going to be fair because teams aren't playing the same number of games. Um, he didn't get into the specifics of what's going to go into the, the makeup of these rankings, but the Horizon League is not just going to put based on uh, based on win loss record. It's going to be a, a ranking that they're going to use to determine that top four. Okay, that's not confusing at all, but... <laughs> I, I wish we had more information. Maybe we can get it out of the Horizon League or somebody. Maybe they'll come out with it now that Greg said it out loud. But I, uh, would, I would venture to guess. Yeah, usually, yeah, it's funny because usually when, usually like about two, usually after, a, you know, like soon after Greg Campy says it, it's kind of out there. The league kind of usually puts it out in the ether. So, you know, that train's never late. Right. So if they're going to, you know, and that makes, like I said, as you think about it, it makes a lot of sense just because win-loss sure. record this year is not level across the board. So is that the best way to figure out your top four? So they're going to create a system to figure out their top four. And now yeah. we know that the top four get a bye and a home game Okay. to start the tournament. That Based on what we've learned this week, and we could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty, that is our interpretation of what we've learned this week. So... When you, if that is this case, if that the, if there's like some sort of ranking system that goes into the internal ranking system to determine who the top four is, if you look, if I am looking at the existing top four right now, which is um, from what it looks like, it is right now Cleveland State, Wright State, UIC, and Milwaukee. I would agree um, without that. And it, 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 to me, at least, if the, if it stands right now, those four probably. I don't know. I don't know about Milwaukee though. Um, I mean, plenty of time for them to fall out. That's what Milwaukee does, right? L- late in the season, fall. Yeah. Yes, this is true. I don't know about well that too, but um, but I I don't as far as the as far as the you know wins are concerned. Obviously, Wright State and Cleveland State have beaten each other. UIC and Milwaukee have they, they haven't played yet, have they? They were supposed to play and they didn't. Correct. Yeah, it's hard to keep track with UIC who they actually have played at this point, but I do not believe that actually ever happened. So that's going to be very interesting to me, at least. How you know, I think one and two, unless something major, majorly catastrophic happens to either Cleveland State or or Wright State, I think those those two are pretty well positioned to be two of the top four teams, and then three and four, like they are every single year, it seems, is going to be a train wreck. And this year, there's a little bit of extra added bonus on onto being in that top four. You know that that's that's what 
they're playing for essentially is if you're in the top yeah. four, you feel good about where you're at because what what we've decided, what 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 we've deduced from what we've learned then is so your bottom your bottom four teams are going to play in the opening round on, on site, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So yes. nine will host twelve, ten will host eleven. Okay, right. That that's what it sounds like. Yes. And then from there, winner of those two games would go to a home game one versus 12, nine, you know, or whatever, however that breaks down. I don't know the, the full bracket, but so mm-hmm. to have, to have a, a week or a buy plus a home game, that's huge to getting yourself to the, to the final four of the horizon. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's going to be humongous. And I mean, it, and considering, and when you consider obviously how much the horizon league has expanded in the last year, it makes perfect sense to do it this way because, um, you know, the, the, you know, you didn't expect the double buy to, you know, you expected the double buy to go away, especially when you had, when, when it was originally announced that Fort Wayne was going to be a part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now, now you have 12 makes sense, you know, bottom, bottom eight teams play each other. Winner of those games play the top four teams, and the top four teams get a home game, and then whoever wins those four, whoever wins those games goes to Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, Makes I'm good with that. In, in a in a regular year, that'll be a really nice tournament to attend in Indianapolis or whatever. But for this year, it's, it sounds like it's only going to be the top four teams that get bubbled up to to finish out the Horizon tournament, and that that makes sense this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, give... I think I think it would be just a logistical nightmare to try to do. Yeah, it, it would just be a logistical nightmare to try to you know get all twelve teams into Indianapolis. It, it's just not feasible. So yeah, this 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 makes sense. Not not only does this make sense from a would make this this format would actually make sense in a regular normal year. It makes so much more sense this year, considering you know what protocols and all that stuff needs to go into it so yeah so that makes perfect sense now all we need to do is you know have the have the conference confirm all that so we don't sound like idiots it wouldn't be the first time we were completely wrong and sounded like idiots but it also won't be the and it will not be the last but it would also (laughs) not be the first time that you and i were the first ones to say this all aloud and we were correct we 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 have seen both ends of that spectrum you and i I'm banking on being on the right side of the spectrum this time because, you know, I think we've, you know, we've earned it. <laughs> I think we've put all the pieces together that have been presented to us and we, we've made a puzzle, I think. You got, you're, you're damn skippy we did. <laughs> uh, or we've completed it upside down and we're wrong. You know, you never know. So we'll you see. Know but what? That's I, fine. I I'm, I'm fine. If, if it's upside down, we can always turn it right side up and, you know. I've been wrong before. Know. Whatever. <laughs> Not the worst thing that's ever happened on the planet. There are worse things. There, there are worse things that have, that have happened. So, but I do think um, we got this one. I do think so. Well, I mean, but and it makes sense, especially since you know it was Neil Rule who said it in the first place. And again, Neil, if we got any of that part wrong, let us know. Tell us we're idiots. We're good. We are totally. We can take it. We've said dumber things on this podcast before. <laughs> you know it's this. True. It's true. <laughs> Um, so speaking of Neil, obviously I wanted to talk about the, the demise of, of the, I don't want to say demise, but yeah, you know, uh, obviously your team, uh, obviously Oakland lost. All right. So it's, so I have to disclaimer this, you, you, uh, to allude back to the story, to the story you wrote last week in on horizonroundtable.com, that open letter saying, pick who you are, damn it. And they clearly didn't this weekend. I actually disagree, and if you really, if you okay. know my work at all on either on Twitter with the Horizon Roundtable and and speaking and writing and anything, you know I am not an Oakland apologist. I am not a homer. I am one of the first people out in front to criticize players. Not I try not to do. No, that's fair to, to criticize players, coaches, whatever, whatever's going on. I call it how I personally see it. So I am. Yeah. I want to make that clear. Not an Oakland apologist. So the, no. We've all heard over over the years and years in college basketball, beating a team three times in one season is next to impossible. Oakland went out 
and they beat Detroit Mercy for a third straight time this weekend. And that can't be lost in all this. They did it, and they they put a stomping on them early. They were up 25 at the half. And if you look at the final score where they only won by a few in, on that Friday game, you're like, oh, so Oakland blew it. Well, kind of, and Campy talked about that. And what it is is it turned into a pickup game, and Ooh, Oakland's yeah. going to lose a pick. Oakland's going to lose a pickup game to Detroit Mercy because they've got talent. That team is oh, talented. They're still figuring out how to play basketball together, and that's really what Campy did this this year, the first two games and then the third game. He outcoached, and he put together a better game plan, and his team executed it enough to win. And that's all Campy ever wants. He doesn't care if it's by 30 points or by two when he plays Detroit Mercy or anybody, but in this case Detroit Mercy. He just wants the win. He was very happy Friday that his team pulled it off. He expected Detroit Mercy to come back. He wasn't surprised that it got as close as it did, and they weathered the storm and they finished it. They did everything correct. Saturday, they still did a lot correct. They were in that game until the very end. Cool. You know they, what? That's if, true. They were. If beating a team three times in one season is next to impossible, what what the hell are we doing playing four times in one season? This is just poor planning from the Horizon League. And and I've said and that. And I'm still trying to figure that out. That is because this game, this series isn't going to be the only one because, as we know, Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne are going to play again. And it's just not, only are, not only are Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne going to play again, and I think I don't think they're the only ones either. Um, I think some I I can't remember what other team is going to be playing again twice, and I can't remember who it is now. Um, but yeah, I think we have like we have six teams that are going to be playing each other four times. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I know scheduling is is impossible and so difficult, especially this year where we're mi- mixing things up. But this Detroit Oakland game, you had a month to plan. You really couldn't rearrange it to get more teams to play that weren't going to play each other anyway. Like Detroit doesn't see was or Oakland's not planning to see I, IUPUI this year at all. We really couldn't mix some things around and mix and match a little bit to make that work with a month planning. I, I think playing four te- four times in one year. Um, especially when you have time to plan for it, when you know it's coming, is lazy. And I think asking them to do it is is just, I mean, no team is going to sweep four games. It's not going to happen. And then to do it with a rivalry that does mean a lot locally, to especially these players, these coaches, it means oh, a lot. Oh, absolutely. You, you saw a, what Greg Campy looked like after the game when they lost yesterday. I mean, he was so downtrodden. It was like, it's, it's almost like somebody told him that Matt Stafford wasn't going to be playing for the Lions anymore. I th- <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a joke that I was going to ask him that in the press conference if he heard the news, but I definitely Honestly, was that he, guy. he probably should have. He probably would have. You know, he, um, you know he, what? I have. He, he probably would have gotten that one. I think so. Missed Gre- opportunity, Matt. Is as down as Greg was after the game. He he does a really nice job in the press conference, answering questions and being honest. You know, he, he we we saw little smirks from him about little things. Like he's he's a human and he under he understands what was being asked of his team and that it, you know he didn't go in to lose that game. He he doesn't ever expect. It. I I asked him if he thinks the rivalry is better with Detroit winning. He said no. I never want to lose to anybody, especially Detroit. And that I I knew that answer. I was trying to see if I could get him to hit on the you know. A team's got to win for it to be a rivalry thing, but he was yeah. inviting, and that's fine. But um, on the on the other end, Mike Davis was the, that's the first time I've seen Mike Davis win, you know, this series, and so that's the the nicest and happiest I've ever seen and got to talk to Mike Davis. Um, and he yeah. he actually they sent Antoine out. Um, we for the press conference, we were just expecting to have both coaches. Antoine got a second. Antoine Davis was the happy. It was Christmas for Antoine yesterday. And you know what? Some people have said, you know, you got to act like you've been there. And, and I get that. But that was huge for them. They've been working and they know that they needed that win for as a team and in this series. You can't recruit against Oakland if you're Detroit Mercy if you can't beat them. The The official counter was at four years and 10 days since Oakland yeah, had, or since Detroit exactly. Mercy had, had lost to Oakland. Four needed, years and 10 days. That is a long, that is forever. As it is, the, the series is at 15 and 3 since Oakland joined the Horizon League. I didn't want to speak to that whole thing, that whole act like you've been there thing. Come on, guys. Really? You're Horizon League fans. Seriously. <laughs> and it's not that crucial. Uh, yeah, I mean, all, don't get I, all salt. Just don't get all salty because somebody, you know, a team won for the first time in like ever. I mean, seriously, you have a Twitter account dedicated to when the last time Detroit Mercy won against Oakland. Really? Four years. Four freaking years. <laughs> Mike, 
My, Four years. Yeah, that that that's a really long time in a rivalry. This that that, that was approaching Michigan and Ohio State football kind of levels. You know, like you were gonna set that up for me, weren't you? <laughs> it, it's that's a long time. You, yeah, you can't fault Oakland. Like, if, 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 yes, I wanted them to win it as an Oakland person, but you know what? I said private. I said privately. So somebody asked me before the game what my opinion was on, on what was about to happen. I said, "Are you? Am I as a media person or as an Oakland fan?" I said, "Media regular person." I said, "Oh my god, I'd bet my house right now on, on Detroit Mer-. There was just no way." That Detroit. Well, you've been kind of well. To be fair, you've also been kind of out on the out in front to say this is probably if there was going to be a a a Detroit Mercy team that was going to going to be Oakland this year, this was going to be the team. You've been you've been kind of out in front to say that for a while. And Greg Greg Campy has given them more accolades than I've ever heard Greg Campy give another team. The rest of the Horizon League doesn't understand right now. This Detroit Mercy team is really scary. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I haven't bought. I didn't buy into the Noah Waterman hype early on because of of where it was coming from, and I just don't buy Detroit Mercy hype. But if Noah Waterman can learn how to play, like how to act in basketball, his skill set at his height is scary. He picked up stupid fouls in that first game that kept him out. Like it's it's those mental mistakes that he's got to clean up. But but he's he's a seven foot guard, and and they're, they're okay using that like. I mean, they didn't use Coca yesterday, but that's another another seven footer that Wait, they have. Okay, so hold on a second. How tall is Waterman again? Six eleven, seven foot. Seriously, see, he, and I, I, you bring that up, and I, it, it, it makes sense because he does not play like a guy who's that tall. He plays a guy, a guy who is a lot, you know, who who's a lot smaller, you know, working the ball. So and, that's. But it, at the same time, he'll, he'll grab some boards, and he had a couple blocks too. Like he. he, yeah. he He's gonna learn how to play down there with the skill set he already has. That's that's big, you know. Like uh, Dwayne Rose Jr. had a huge second half on the first game, and then continued it in the second game. Um, I asked Mike Davis, you know, his his starting five was much different in the second game than the first. I asked him about that, and he said he rewarded the people that brought them back in the first game. That's who he went with, and you know yeah. what? It worked. Um, the issue, you know, uh, he mentioned that Coco was just really tired. He's, he's out of shape um, from all their time off and everything. I kind of got the impression there might have been a COVID issue with him, like as far as his conditioning, but I, we're not okay. going to get that out of Detroit Mercy, especially. But um, I mean, he, the the big thing with him was they, that Oakland, the zone they play, they were giving Detroit Mercy the top of the key, and Coca didn't want the ball there. But man, you put Waterman up top there, he'll he'll hit that mid range jumper. He, he's not afraid to, to play the guard. From, from the free throw line, you know, and, and that was huge. They they really worked it well. They played a better game, and chips were down. They they pulled out a win. And, yeah. And that sucks as an Oakland person, but like I said, playing four times in one season, I'm just, I think that was just stupid to, to ask of either <laughs> team. It was, and I, I get that, you know. And, we're, and again, we're going to be going down that rabbit hole again uh, at least at least once, maybe twice. I can't remember. Again, I can't remember who's not playing who. I will be shocked if any team sweeps four. Yeah, great. Shocked. Something to look forward to because Cleveland State plays Purdue Fort Wayne at the end of the year. Um, and Purdue, yeah, and again, Purdue Fort Wayne. I, I got to talk about Green Bay because Green Bay basically neutralized Purdue Fort Wayne this year, this weekend. They really did because they, they, you know, we talked about It's funny because. Uh, the, I want to say this is the the announcer's jinx. It, it exists on Twitter too, apparently. All right. <laughs> so so earlier this week, uh, so right at the beginning of last week, John Nolan um, actually posted uh, the percentages uh, how Purdue Fort Wayne was doing as a school, and they were, I believe, after last weekend, they were the top three point shooting team in the entire country. Um. Might have jinxed them there, John, because <laughs> they did not do any of that against Green Bay. <laughs> it was it was interesting to see that Green Bay basically took that and uh, they they took that away. I was kind of impressed by that um, with Green Bay. Um, I'm still trying to figure Green Bay out a little bit, though. Um, trying to figure out exactly what they are. Who are you? <laughs> I think it's going to be the title of this. By the way, I'm pretty. I think I found the title of this uh, 
this particular podcast episode, who are you? (laughs) I don't know. But the one thing I will say about Green Bay, especially in the Saturday game, is that they got they got contributions from everyone. And I mean everybody. I made, a, I made it I made it I made a Japan a Kellogg reference on a in a tweet. I never make a Japan a Kellogg to, <laughs> reference in a tweet because that's the balance that's how balanced they were on on Saturday. It wasn't one guy, it was all of them. Um which is something when you got a guy when you got guys like Amari Davis and Josh Jefferson who can go off. On PJ Pipes can also go PJ off. PJ Pipes, yeah. Yeah. So to say that about a team who has at least three guys who could just go off at any point in time, that's it. I, I I'm very interested in seeing how that's gonna how that's gonna play out at the end of the season. I'm all I'm very I'm I'm personally going to be interested in seeing how that's going to play out against Cleveland State next weekend. Didn't Green Bay have three or four walk-ons on the floor together at one point? I think they did. I I think you're right. And, yeah. I think I saw a freshman, a sophomore, and three walk-ons, I think was the tweet that I saw. Maybe. I can't remember. It might have been at the end of the game anyway. I don't. I honestly don't recall. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's – it's, you know – Whereas you, you know, whereas you see with UIC with Luke Yaklich, what he's put together in such a short amount of time for Will Ryan, it looks like it's it's been kind of more of a gradual slow burn for them, um, which is yeah, you know, which I guess was what we kind of expected, really. Yeah, there. I mean, Green Bay has been the closest to kind of what most of us thought they would be a little little unpredictable. You got a first year coach kind of figuring out a bunch of players, figuring out the coach and just their, their unpredictability was predictable. If that makes any sense. Pretty much. And I don't think, yeah, I think, I think their issues is, yeah, I, I think their big issue is probably going to be on the road, which is great because, you know, they're playing in Cleveland next weekend. Um, But yeah, that's, I can see them kind of matching up with, you know, the middle of the pack. I, I see them kind of moving into that jumble at some point in time. I see it. Of course, I see that with everybody except maybe IUPUI. And even IUPUI is kind of unpredictable, so I don't know. Well, there's another team that we have to at least address as far as kind of towards the bottom, whether we expect it or not, and that's, that's Robert Morris. Robert Morris has had some serious. They've had some issues, and it's it, and it's not really growing. It's not. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's. I think the adjustment to the Horizon League has been a little tougher than we anticipated, because they have the pieces. I mean, they took. They have the pieces. They took. Uh, yeah, they took Northern Kentucky to OT uh, on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yes, it was Saturday. So there were OT, there were overtime games all over the place, and the Hard Cleveland to keep State, of everything. The Cleveland State Milwaukee overtime game was not something I expected, and was making me pull my hair out. But, um, but yeah, you had, yeah, I think the adjustment for them has been a little bit more, and then you add into that the fact they've had the they've had COVID issues, they've had guys out. It's it's not been. Their consistency has been kind of affected greatly by that, and I think that's what we're seeing right now with them. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing that, you know, like you said, we we might have been a little bit higher on them than we than we should have been. I mean, we thought that they were, you know, they were coming from the NEC, right? And yeah, we we thought higher of that conference. We're with Purdue Fort Wayne. We're seeing that we're closer to Summit than NEC, which I mean, we knew, but. But we're seeing a, a bit and more. Like to point, I also like. I also would like to point out that you know Purdue Fort Wade is five and seven in the conference right now, so they're not yeah. terrible. No, um, that's, I mean, the, like the the gap in conferences isn't yeah. quite what we expected either. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think we. I think we were kind of. We expected more, especially when you still see the one kind of constant for Robert Morris still performing at a top level, and then of course is AJ Brahma. Who's he's just, who? who it, you know, he's really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, I mean, he, and he he keeps he keeps he is still I still consider him to be a top player in this conference. Player of the year, not where not where Robert Morris is, in standings wise. I just don't see it. 
Oh no, there's zero chance. I I, I actually think he'll he'll end up whether it's fair or not. He'll end up as a second teamer because of his team's record. Yeah. And there's only five spots. There's only five spots on that first team, and I don't I don't think he's gonna get there personally. I mean, he's a double double guy, but there's there's a lot of those, and a lot of the other ones have you know are winning more. What I find interesting is we got all these. Once again, like we do every year, we got all these middle teams beating each other up. And it happens every con- every year, without fail, seems to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know that that kind of does gets you know, and you have you see really good players in this conference, probably more this year than in years past, I think. Um, and you know you're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna do our picks, and so is the conference, and you know somebody's gonna get missed, and it's not gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's going to be a tough decision for all of us because we're all going to be making that decision because that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that it's going to be, and it just seems to me that this season, the, 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 the record isn't reflective of who is, you know, the talent here, or they really are this bad. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, what the, who well, are the, you? Right. The thing with Robert Morris, I think that's, that maybe we underestimated was Brahma is so good and there's yeah. not a ton of great bigs. You know, we've talked about the, the difference in bigs and, and oh, guards absolutely. in this league. Yeah. And so he's at a level that he's able to continue doing what he did as a big previously in this league because the, the uh-huh. bigs aren't that great here. But yeah. I think the, the Robert Morris guards are struggling with the higher level guards of the horizon league. You know, Tracy is someone um, that I, I thought was going to have a bigger year and he, he seems to, be, be struggling a little bit, you know, things like that. Um, well, again, Tracy was a part of that group of guys who was, had to sit out for an extended period of time because mm-hmm. of COVID. But so that, that, that does that. make, that does make a difference. Um, yeah. Tracy was, Tracy was out. Um, John Williams was out. I mean, those are two big parts for them and that they weren't there for an extended, for a, even a little bit really kills them. Mm-hmm. And now they got to try to readjust back into that, and I don't think they're there yet. I mean, theoretically, had they won the game yesterday, er, game on Saturday, yeah, it probably would have been a much different story. But now they, now they have Wright State to look forward to, and unless Wright State goes back to who goes back to doing what they did the last uh, the the three weeks previous, which, which I mean is right, which possible. is possible, especially when you got a guy again, especially. We underestimate how well, you know, I I, I know we, we kind of do point out the, the guards for, for Robert Morris have been underperforming, but we also know, and at least I also know, that those guards have the capability of going toe-to-toe with anybody in this conference, mm-hmm. which, and I mean... I could see that. I could absolutely see it. And then you also have kind of, especially with Robert Morris, you also have, obviously, A.J. Brahma is definitely going to go toe-to-toe with Loud Love. Definitely going to go toe-to-toe with, with Grandpa Silly. You could see that. I mean, yeah, he, he gives up a couple of inches on those guys, but he's not backing down. Nope. And then you add into there Khalil Spear, too, mm-hmm. who's been who's been doing really well. And now... Um, I, it looks like they've got Charles Bain back. So add another thing in there. So yeah, I mean you can see you can see the possibility of Robert Morris getting something out of Wright State because Wright State's you know mo prior to this weekend was you know lose lose win big lose win big lose win big win big lose win <laughs> just coasting. I mean, yeah. So you don't know you don't know what right state team you're gonna yeah. yeah. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Absolutely. That 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 like that's the way to end this podcast. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? I don't know. I don't know who any of you are. I've been following this league forever and ever and ever, and I still have no freaking clue. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So, all right, we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, um, who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Um, we'll try to we'll try to answer those questions on our own this week because um, obviously HorizonRoundtable.com. Look out for the team reports on Mondays and Tuesdays. We have the power rankings coming out on Wednesdays. Horizon Boys uh, column, which by the way you got to read that stuff. It's, it's I mean 
I am blown away by you know just how detailed his 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 reporting his his analysis is and you know i know you guys all everybody follows him kind of for his picks you know his picks on twitter but you definitely want to read kind of the deep dives into what he kind of the method to his madness it's absolutely it is it is it is astounding and very very impressive um kind of the the what goes into kind of some of his you know one of some of some of the things he's talking about so you definitely don't want to miss that we and finally then, have somebody smart with the rest of us idiots well i mean we probably have other people who are and I'm, I'm not sure we're no. among those no. people <laughs> um, i've talked to everybody else <laughs> um yeah so um oh yeah and then then friday oh god the weekend tipsy off i'm not even that's hot. Yeah, that's our new thing now, apparently, guys. So John is doing that. Look out for the rules on Friday. None of the rules will involve Cleveland State this year. This season. And man, shout out to Jordan Burnfield. I know he's reading those things. It's okay to uh, say those things, Jordan. Help. It's help okay your to, on a Friday. We know, man. We know. We see it. It's. 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 It was hilarious. Because um, he made it. Because Because John had a rule in to make a reference. To if if Jordan made the reference to um, the fact that uh, that Yael Hill and DeAndre Golston went to the same junior college, made that reference. He also they also had like a mini package, and they didn't do it the weekend before when we had the rule, but he they did a mini package on on Michi Terry and his Instagram following. With, I mean, like it, they 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 leaned into that. And they didn't do that the weekend before because if they'd done the weekend before, it would have been a rule. But uh, anyway, we 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 are not going to have that. Uh, who's playing this weekend? It, it, yeah, it is Wright State and Robert Morris this weekend, so that's going to be interesting in and of itself. So, um, yeah, um, Saturday is which means of course since the nine is since the nine p.m. tip off, we're not doing game night on on Friday night. I'm still I'm even contemplating doing game night on Saturday night. But anyway, <laughs> HorizonRoundtable.com. That's where we're at. Um. Again, follow us wherever, you know, subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found, because we're everywhere. I mean, really everywhere. Um, and you can pull us up on your Amazon uh, Echo or uh, your Google devices. So, you know, stay tuned for uh, all the good stuff we got coming. But until that point in time, thank you all for listening.